0: Hi, this is Ashley and Maggie. And you're listening to The Watering Hole, a place where animals and animal enthusiasts regularly drink. Every episode we'll talk about different animals and why they're cool. From basic biology to the threats they face and what people are doing about it. All while under the influence.
1: you ready for episode five I'm so ready and by so ready I mean I was just researching my animal (laughs) not 30 seconds ago perfect that's the kind of level we need you to be at Yes, however, you're super excited for your animal, and you're going first. Literally. Which I feel like maybe I should, because you're so excited, and mine's not going to be that great. No, it's, I mean, if you want, you can go first, because
0: I am so excited about this animal, because literally I was reading it, and reading about it, and every time I would, like, find something new, and I'd be like, holy shit,
1: what? What? Oh, man. It's just so... Do you, you can go Maybe first? Maybe I should. But I don't want to like. No, no, no. I, I think I should, and that the reason being is because actually there's not a ton of easily accessible information mm-hmm. on this animal, so it might just be a little less exciting. However, I chose this animal because I think they are really beautiful creatures, and I am I have so, no idea what it is. So I know. I'm, really I'm so excited. impressed by them, and there's a really negative connotation associated with them and there is a recent success story so that's that was actually what prompted me wanting Ah. to do this do you have an idea what it was no I
0: feel like I should know okay but I'm like an animal that is hated
1: yeah but they're actually an animal that people don't like that's really beautiful that's really just incredible if you think about what it is capable of and
0: my first thought of when I think of people animal that people hate that I love is hyenas, but I don't think it's <gasps>
1: I almost chose them! All right, well, so we're close on, bra- on, on okay, brain. Okay, hyenas Rays. are actually on my list of animals I oh want to God. write about I because I think they're hyenas. fucking phenomenal. They are, like, they get a bad rap, but they are one of the most impressive one of animals the things of the animal kingdom. That bothers me. Real quick side note, is just when people are like,
0: they eat their prey alive. Well, if you hunted a giant pack of hyenas, you have to eat your prey yeah. right away. Whether or not it's dead, you're just eating it. It's right. gonna die soon. If you're and a solitary animal, well if I you're mean, every well, if you're a leopard, you have to kill your prey before right. you eat it. You can't fight it alone. Right. Well it has that's to actually a good yeah. But like they, if they are chomping
1: it. into it while it's alive. It's it's gruesome, it's right? nature, whatever. I'll
0: whatever. But anyway, I love hyenas. All right, I wanna try it one more time.
1: Yeah. Can you give me one more hint? So, they're they're in the United States, and the success story is related to them being removed from the endangered species list. Shit, I really should know this. So, are you ready? Yeah, because
0: I don't know. Is there more wine? There's a little bit more here. All right. Pour it, not on my computer. Thanks. You can have have that. I took a lot. You can have that last ounce. It wasn't even an ounce. (laughs) Half ounce? I don't know that was okay Thank so
1: you. i chose today the lesser long-nosed bat
0: oh i would never have guessed that but i am <laughs> excited because i fucking love bats
1: bats are super cool and i the hint that i was gonna give you was like think halloween right oh, okay um, i would have gotten a bat i would not have got until lesser long right right that this is a very specific species of bat there are So many different kinds of bats in the world. So many. But I chose these, as you now know, because of a recent success story. The lesser long-nosed bat is a very tiny little bat. They're found in Arizona, New Mexico, and western parts of Mexico, the entire uh, country, down into Central America. And they're found in what is known as a desert scrub habitat. Oh, okay. Um... That so, seems I mean, like that area. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think about it, like the desert doesn't have any tall trees. Mm. They have just small scrub brushes yeah. and cacti. These bats are a yellow-brown color, kind of with a, a rusty color on their bellies. Blending into their surroundings. Exactly. They're only two to three inches long <gasps> with a 14-inch wingspan. Stop. And they They're like weigh the size of my finger in length. Like, yes. Well, and yes. Height? Yeah. Which you height. Say? And then like so your index finger is about as long as they are tall. Oh, my goodness. Um, and they can weigh up to 20 grams. Oh, my God. Fatties. So yeah, I know. Um, a whole 20 grams. Re- well, that's like the, the most that they can get. They're usually a lot less than yeah. that. They roost during the day in caves or even mines. Like most bats, they are nocturnal. They can fly up to 14 miles per hour. They can live up to 20 years. And what a lot of people get freaked out on with bats is like, oh, they're going to suck my blood. No. No. These bats actually feed uh-huh. on nectar found in a night blooming cactus plant. Oh, beautiful. I'm just right. like picturing
0: the planet earth footage of like night vision, not night vision, right, but like right. really footage. high quality footage yeah. of like this blooming flower. In this tile back bat. Just flapping up to it. Oh, oh my, my goodness. Gosh, I know. Well, flopping is not the most graceful of I words. I said flapping. Oh, I said flopping. No, and no, I'm no, like, no. flopping and flapping
1: are very different. They are very different. It's a flopping. Flopping. But it came not flopping, maybe. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. And also, I do want to just throw out there a lot of bats that, like, we think of sucking blood, they're. Some do, some do, but a but very a, small percentage, and a lot of them are eating insects. And who doesn't really care about? I mean, uh, I don't think while we're doing insects, insects do are super, babies. super, super cool. important. Like and very, the whole yes. world would turn to chaos if insects disappeared. Yes, but
0: they are annoying. I know plenty of people who are important but annoying as fuck. Yeah, I to so. well, think of a
1: few. <laughs> so that those are the basics about the lesser long-nosed bat. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just love bats. They're just... So, I, I mentioned this to a guy friend of mine earlier today. This is such a cool fact. Bats are the only mammal that can fly. hmm Okay, we all know that, but let's think about that for yeah. a while. Like, a mammal is something like you and me, or a lion, or a buffalo, a bison, a wolf, a whale... And these are the only ones that can actually <laughs> this, fly. This podcast is called Maggie Mammals.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but really Okay, it's, it's just it's amazing. Cool. Because cool. there are, I believe, yeah. hmm, it's either 4, I think it's four thousand or close to five thousand species of mammals. Yes.
1: There are nine hundred species of bats. Oh is that not real? That's
0: cool? a lot. I'm pretty sure that's like fifteen percent of mammals. I'm just throwing numbers out left and right. I think there's about 5,000 species of
1: mammals. Am I right? How is my education holding up? There are 5,416 mammal species yes. in the world. Good job. You Sweet. Just, that's like just under 20%. You just drooled.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I do. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's like kind of my thing. I that's thought only on I the did podcast. that. <laughs> but anyway. Oh my God. But yeah, so 900 species of bats. That's... Like, 5,000 mammals. That's one-fifth. Almost a fifth. Almost that is Which incredible. is insanity, and it, but if you think about it, you know why there's one fifth of species as bats. It's because they're the only ones who've developed that ability That's to true. fly. They true. have that niche where the other three fi- three fifths. Nope, four. The other four fifths of mammals are all competing on land or water. Yeah, where right, yeah, this yeah, one fifth yeah. is like, bitches, I got the sky. I got the
1: sky. I'm gonna. So hang like, out with it kind of makes
0: perfect sense that they have been able to. You know, expand, and there's so many different species. Yeah, I'm I think way I'm too excited right no, now. No,
1: no, I'm so glad you're excited about the bat because I want oh. people to be ex- as excited about these creatures as we are. Because they get a bad rap, right? They do. Like we freak out about bats and yeah. oh God, they're flying around, what does that mean? No, it like they're actually a great sign that a local ecosystem is doing well, yeah. right? Because that means that there are food resources for them. Exactly. So specifically with the lesser long-nosed bat, we know that they are very small. And I just want to turn kind of tangentially to the endangered species list. Mm -hmm. The endangered species list has existed since uh, the 1970s. The Endangered Species Act here in the United States was effective as of 1973. And hundreds of species, animals, hundreds of animals, we keep saying species, please remember that also means animals, uh, have been put onto the endangered species list. And only fifty have ever come off since nineteen seventy three. That's insane. Right. Thanks to these really awesome efforts between the US Fish and Wildlife Service and the Mexican government, the lesser long nosed bat is now thriving. So there were fewer than a thousand of them in nineteen eighty-eight. Holla. That's not in that long ago. That was not that long My brain though.
0: quickly went to 1888 and I was like, Orr on Trail. No. Which I don't even know if that's right. Nope. And I was like,
1: No, it's 1988 not- was. My sister was alive then. 1988 so me, was 30 years ago. I know this because I was around 30 years ago. <gasps> um, and so there were less than that, less than a thousand, and now there are over 200,000. <gasps> Shit. Yeah. They 200. I was like quadrupled, yeah. but it's yeah. like 200 times dupled. Right. So not only were they <laughs> just recently removed from the endangered species list, but they're the first bat species to be removed which is so fabulous. Yeah. I'm super excited for them. So that is just it shows what conservation work can do and I also really love how it was both the US and Mexico working together. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of different threats that they are that bats generally are facing. The most prominent of which is something that a lot of people have probably heard of. Can I guess what it is? You can guess what the it is. The white nose bat syndrome. Sure is. Yeah. So, mm. it's a fungus that was likely introduced or came from Europe. Unfortunately, mm. those colonialists, oh. they just brought a lot of disease and invasive no. species Not over. Great. It's It's a fungus that Still infects visit, the skin though. and the muzzle, ears, and wings. Mm. Of hibernating bats and then kills them off in mass, or well, one it by one. It sounds really like hundreds of thousands. Sounds really
0: familiar, from, uh, similar to the chytrid fungri- fungus in amphibians. I'm sorry,
1: what was that word that you just said?
0: Chytrid. Oh, okay,
1: that was better. Okay, I. Yeah. I, that's just
0: a, a very general comparison, but, but it's yeah. something that's specific to a lot of frog species, mm-hmm. where this is specific to bats, which yeah. is weird, which is interesting because. So why I mean, do you is there sorry I'll it, let you continue. No
1: no no um so nine bat species have been documented as as having this syndrome. Mm-hmm. It has also been found on different animals it has been. Oh to your point. I didn't know that. But The fungus itself has been found not to the extent that it becomes a disease. Similar to earlier in our podcast, we talked about a naturally occurring bacteria that forms in Saiga noses. Yes. Okay. It can happen on other animals, but at one at what point does it become a problem? Mm -hmm. My suspicion is that in the other animals that it has been found on, they're probably bigger, or they might be able to. Do you know what? Do you have? What animals it has been found on? Um, I'm looking. Well, I'm just thinking if,
0: if if a fungus is anything that's found on an animal that's the size of your index finger yeah. is going to be a it's going to have a lot more impact than something that's found on some kind of like ungulate or you know hoofed right, animal. right, right. right I right. mean, I don't know what other animals it's found on,
1: but still, like, it's going to cause problems. Yeah. So it uh, a good thing to know is that this white nose syndrome is not actually transmissible transmissible from mm-hmm. bats to humans. Another sure. reason why humans are like geeked out by bats. Um, Come on, humans! Yeah, but it it is it does primarily affect bats. It really, yeah. that's that's the problem here. That's what um, happens. But like I said, this recent success story has been really wonderful and positive and. For the conservation community, it shows, again, like I said, communities, governments, groups, NGOs coming together and saying, we need to protect this species because they are helping us to pollinate. You know, I mentioned Uh they feed on um, a blooming cacti, and they're part of our natural system. Like, without them, it could just throw a lot of local ecosystems into whack. Big reminder, like we've learned earlier,
0: bats are one-fifth of the mammal species. That means that they play a really important part Thank
1: of you. our ecosystem. I feel like you've become very articulate the more you drink. Apparently. I, I on the other hand, just spilled some into my I eye. I think it's because, it's it depends. I mean,
0: again, I'm excited about all animals in reality. But I, bats are just, there's like certain things that like just blow my mind. And my mind to this day still can't handle it. My The species I'm doing next is one of them, but bats is also one of them, so I just can't handle how, anything How did a right mammal
1: evolve to fly? I think that's the fucking coolest. How did anything evolve to fly?
0: I have a fun fact about bats, but I don't want to... Go. Go. Okay. Tell it.
1: Tell it. Tell us the world. All right.
0: I'm going to try to remember it as much as I can, because a year and a half ago, I did an internship um, that was just once a week, but it was with a production house that worked on a show an agio show, so I would research facts. And so I'd research facts about bats, and I don't remember exactly what species it was, and I think it applied to multiple multiple species. But, bats will they echolocate, which we've talked about Right, before. oh my gosh, I didn't
1: even talk about that. I didn't even talk, I'm the worst human. You are, but it's okay. But So they
0: echolocate so they send out this loud sound or pulse kind of, yes. whatever, and they listen for what it hits and an echo that kind of reflects backwards. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of wine, so that was not a clear way of saying it, but it's funny not. because
1: I've had a lot of wine and it sounded great. All right. <laughs> so
0: drink wine when you listen to the podcast, but the sound that they originally admit is so loud that they have to close off their own eardrums. Otherwise, they would make themselves deaf. Aww, so bad. when they admit the sound, they have a mechanism to basically plug their ears. And then as soon after they admit it, they open them up so that they can hear the echo. But isn't it insane? That is you make cool. a sound so loud you can deafen yourself? Like, I've been loud before. I'm loud on this podcast.
1: I could never deafen my own ears. I know. I used to, like, make a pterodactyl sound in college, and... In college, you did it at a going-away party when we were walking up oh the... Oh, my God. stairs. And give me enough to drink and I'll do anything. I mean... But... <laughs> that
0: was a long pause. But, yeah... I'll have to research I'll do a bat at some point yes. and get more information. But I, I remember that fact being something like that and I was literally sitting alone at my little intern so not cool. real desk being like, Who can I share this with? Oh, man. Because that's insanity. That is, that is
1: really cool.
0: That you, know, you can make a noise loud enough to deafen yourself. What? <laughs> Sorry. Okay, cool. All right, that's bats. Oh, that was the end?
1: I don't know. Let's let's move on. I'm struggling here.
0: No, that was really cool. There are. Can you can you um, add any more to what, how they got taken off the endangered
1: species list? Like, so the conservation efforts between the U.S. and Mexican government were pretty cool and and very specific to this bat species. Mm-hmm. What they what they did was they studied first what's disturbing them, and mm-hmm. we've mentioned before habitat loss and human involvement or disturbance of that habitat yep. and for these bats actually roost disturbance was one of the primary threats and scientists decided let's stop invading their home yeah or at least conserve existing habitat mm-hmm. and the restoration ended up expanding into the specific cacti species that they will feed on. And they had an entire restoration initiative to preserve the plant that the bats feed on. Mm-hmm. So that's where it came from. Why are you laughing?
0: Well, no, I just, it's just so interesting because so the organization that I work for, a lot of it is about conserving forests or conserving plants. Yeah. And when it comes down to conservation, a lot of it is habitat preservation and conserving those trees or those plants right. that it's, those animals thrive in. And when you come down to kind of like the dirty of it, like, that's
1: what it that's is. That's what it takes. But yeah, I mean, a lot of people will be like, "Let's save the wolves. Let's save the polar bears." Okay, well, what does that actually mean? That means it's, we have to save their home. Yeah, it's all it comes down to
0: habitat. And, I yeah. mean, there's plenty of things where there's illegal trade and poaching, and that's definitely a problem that needs to be addressed. That's totally. But our population is growing exponentially. There are so many humans. There are going Some to be might nine argue billion people on this planet too many by twenty fifty. And so, what it comes down to is conserving that habitat, yep. conserving their home, giving them a place to live. Yeah. Like, it's it's in a, su- in a sense, it's that basic. Mm-hmm. If they don't have a place to live, they're going to die. And there's still a large group of
1: people that do not understand that. And that's why we're hoping to get them excited about this because animals are fucking cool. Because that's what it came because down to. Because a mammal has evolved to
0: fly. Right. That's what it came down to. This yeah. species of bat, that. Lies. Yeah. This amazing species that was what? Yeah. It was less than a thousand? Yeah. For 30 years you had to protect, we had to figure, well, we had to figure out what the problem was and then restore that, their home... And there came up to
1: 200,000. I know. It is That's pretty wonderful. Insane. Um, it is also cool because this particular restoration effort involved local communities mm-hmm. too. And they would report when they would see bats feeding on their hummingbird <gasps> feeders. That's awesome. So if you live in Arizona and New Mexico, hey, go ahead and set out a hummingbird feeder if you haven't already. And you could be helping not only the hummingbirds, but the bats too. That's awesome. That's pretty great.
0: Bats are awesome. Bats are so cool.
1: Are you ready for my animal? I'm so ready for your animal because you've been talking this up all day. I know, I know. I'm worried. I saw you beginning 8.30 (sighs) a.m. It is now 10 p.m. Shit. I can't wait to hear what this animal is. I hope I fucking know what it is. I'm afraid
0: I'm going to, like, not do it justice. I'm
1: afraid I'm not going to know what it is. Okay. And you're just going to school me.
0: I'm going to give you the most basic hint and see if you can guess it. It is the largest and heaviest lizard in the world. Oh, I know. What is it? It's
1: a Komodo dragon. Hell <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, they're so fucking cool.
0: They are so cool. And literally, every time I'd find something, I'd be like, what the fuck? This is, what?
1: They're what? actually, oh my gosh. They they're are so sane.
0: cool. And there, there and is some things. named. Yeah. There are some things that are that are debated about, about certain things um, that I'll get into. But so, Komodo dragons or... Baroness Komodonissus. I
1: didn't give the scientific name
0: for you the did. lesser. Go ahead. It was bad. La- I'm sorry. The episode three. Episode three, I, I gave mine late, so go ahead. No,
1: I, uh, I closed my window already. Oh, okay. It was a really long note. So
0: let's get to the basics Komodo dragon. They're in class Reptilia, so they're a reptile. Order Squamata, which is my favorite of the reptilian orders, which is lizards. Because when I was in class, I was in a class where I had to, like, memorize everything. Uh-huh. And I was just like, okay, lizards have squat legs. Yeah. And that's how I would remember them. Um, and then family varanidae, That's right. <laughs> in pronunciation. <laughs> um, right. So, like I said, they're the largest and heaviest lizards in the world. So, they typically weigh around 154 pounds, which is 70 kilograms. They weigh more, pr- more than a lot of humans, a good amount of humans.
1: They weigh slightly less than a... I don't
0: know. We have no idea how much humans weigh. They,
1: we really run the gamut.
0: (laughs) We're making really strong eye contact right now, can I just say? We're like, how do we address this? Okay, so they weigh more than me. They weigh more than Maggie. That's That's what it comes down to. But the thing that amazes me... I'm thinking about all the men I know, and I'm like, who weighs more than us? I have no idea how much men weigh. For all I know, they weigh 300 pounds. I I'm have
1: like, no idea how much men weigh. No. What do you... What? Right? Like, is 200 a lot? I don't know. Is, I think it's a lot. I think they're like 100... I don't care. Do you have a beard? That's all I care about. I
0: know. But so... Just give me a beard. Uh, typically, and they weigh 154 pounds, but the most amazing thing is that hatchlings weigh only 3.5 ounces. <gasps>
1: That's so tiny. They're,
0: how many do they lay? Uh, I did not write it down. Oh. Because I did. I had so much information that I had to be like, what do I put in here? I know. I feel like it's around 30. Really? Is that my guess? That's my uh, guess. They're hatchlings, They're eggs. How many eggs do they? Have? Well, 20. you have, Okay, that's not bad. Uh, you have to think of, like, in terms of, like, if you lay something, if you're laying eggs, you can lay a lot of it when they're really small. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. In, in terms of if you're having one elephant. Right. Right. RK, right. R species versus K species. Yes?
1: Yeah? No? R versus K? Yeah. Reptile? Nope.
0: It's this whole thing in biology that I'm just barely remembering where I think... Mm. It's either... It's, it's one or the other. Where R species is where, like, rats and mice. You have a lot... And they live really short periods of time. Uh, like where K 20. species are, you have one, but and it lives live a, long, a long time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It could be reversed. No, I think. I think R is the smaller. Anyway, <clears throat> so, however, there was a, the largest verified specimen reached a length of 10.3 feet. So that's like two of me, um, or 3.13 meters. And weighed 366 pounds. That is a big fucker. Which is also three of me. <laughs> <laughs> so, gigantic. But again, most of them do not weigh that Gosh, that is that, much. that is intimidating. But it's really cool because one of the kind of ecological things is mm-hmm. that they it's attributed to island gigantis, gigantism. 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 Which essentially is they fill a niche that only large carnivores on an island can fill. Because mm-hmm. they do live yeah. on carnivores. Spoiler alert. They live on carnivores, that's what I just said. I heard it. They live on islands, spoiler alert. And they are Um, carnivores. And they're the only large carnivore, so they could become these large dragons, essentially. Mm -hmm. They are island dwellers, so they are limited to a few Indonesian islands of the Lesser Sunda group, including Richa, Padar, and Flores, and of course, the island of Komodo. Komodo, I know this! And they typically inhabit tropical savanna forests, mm-hmm. um, and they'll come out to the beach as well. In the wild, they typically live about 30 years. Mm-hmm. However, I did not see what, what they live in captivity, but they are pretty common in captivity because they are such a large, almost charismatic species because they are the largest lizard.
1: Yeah, they're very um, iconic. Everybody has yeah, probably seen, seen a them. Komodo dragon. Basically,
0: yeah. I think of a giant lizard that's like beige.
1: Yeah. beigeish
0: gray. They're like a gray. And they have a yellow tongue. That's very important. They do? They have a yellow tongue? They have a yellow tongue. No. I thought it was blue. So there are a couple. I have so many notes because I kept finding new things.
1: That's so cool. Tell us us, us the cool things.
0: So the first thing is they're eating and hunting. Mm -hmm. So they are carnivorous. Mm -hmm. They like their meat. So they can run right. thirteen mi- up to thirteen miles per hour, which is pretty fast. Yeah. But they typically rely on their stealth for hunting. So they'll kind of like sit what? and wait. They're
1: stealthy and attack at these big, clumsy
0: yep. creatures. I mean, they're beige; they blend in.
1: Yeah,
0: that was they're kind of a generalization. The they can see up to nine hundred eighty-five feet away, or three hundred meters. They have only cones in their eyes, which mm. means they see. Okay. Um, they can see colors, but they see poorly in dim light. And they have a much smaller hearing range than humans. So based on this information, you think, oh well, how are they good hunters? Because they can good
1: smellers and feelers. Exactly,
0: they can fucking smell it, which is insane. So they have, like we were saying, this yellow forked tongue, mm-hmm. and they use this tongue to test the air. So they'll put their tongue in the air to basically feel for molecules of surrounding objects. So they'll touch. They'll put their tongue. In the air, get these molecules, and they take their tongue back in, touch it to the top of their mouth, and they have what's called a Jacobson's organ. So Jacobson's organ, which I did not write the other name for it, but I believe it's like vomeronasal organ, mm-hmm. which also, um, all right, cool. Just make some noise while I'm talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> which is also found in felines and ungulates. So if you have ever seen a cat when it like curl or a or like a horse when they curl their lips. And it looks like they're making like almost like a weird like coughing like like what's going on? Is they're they're getting air molecules to pass over this Jacobson's organ, and it's a way to test molecules and essentially sense what's what's around. So it's so interesting to like think of the sensory world that we don't even possess. We have no idea because we don't have a Jacobson's organ. No, I don't even know. It's a whole new world
1: a whole new word exactly
0: yeah. so they they put their tongue out in the air wiggle it around get these air molecules That's super crazy take it in put it to the roof of their mouth and they're like okay what's going on and also if you ever watch them and 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 the, if they when they're walking they kind of swing their head side to side mm-hmm. it's it, they're helping to kind of figure out where the molecules are densest with mm-hmm. what they want yeah, yeah, so yeah. where are the molecules that have the densest i don't like the density? They're looking for
1: for for dead do, things or the smell. What direction is this coming from? Yeah, where do I need to start heading? Yeah, oh man,
0: that's cool. So like, if you ever watch them and they're kind of swinging their head side to side, it's not just because like
1: they're, they're big, big old It's because yeah.
0: they're they're looking and saying, does this side have more molecules or does this side have more molecules? But in the right ah, wind, so cool. they can smell carrion. Carrion is dead animals, essentially, two point five miles away. That's, that's four kilometers really, they can smell really it specific.
1: with their tongue especially because i'm thinking of the terrain in which they live uh-huh. and it's it's not all grassy plains yeah it's hilly mountainous volcanic mm-hmm. regional regions of the world like that that's pretty cool to be able to smell up and down hills and over the yeah. mountains and be like i need to go trek this yeah. way to go find dinner yeah Oh, man, that's cool. With your tongue. My With tongue, your tongue can do nothing. That was, I don't want, I'm mean, going to that
0: up. <laughs> so when they do attack their prey, for when they go, they'll, so they'll, they'll eat
1: anything. So they'll, they'll eat anything. You're right, because you you just mentioned mentioned they'll, they're going to be sniffing out carrion. Yeah, which and is that's dead already things. a dead thing. So in a way, they're a scavenger, but they're also a predator.
0: Yes. So they'll eat anything from small, tiny rodents to something as large as a buffalo. Right. Which is gigantic. But so for larger prey, they'll go for the feet. Mm-hmm. And for smaller prey, they'll go for the neck. I just put that in there, just so, so their, uh, their tactics
1: differ. Do you know? Uh, I, I've heard a rumor. Uh huh. I'm hoping you can tell me a little bit about it. Uh, about this venom that yes. they have. So I will get to that. Yes. Because
0: I always knew something else, and then I learned something different in my research. Ooh. So I, I have this direct quote from an article that I just really liked. Mm-hmm. The dragon's basic strategy is simple. Try to smash the quarry to the ground and tear it to pieces. But yes! The amount of times I read in articles that was like, they rip off chunks of meat. They have, essentially their, their teeth are basically just a bunch of serrated knives. Yeah. And they just rip things to shred. That They're, is
1: my, I so w- like want that dragon my life strategy.
0: is so insane. Oh, that's um, so cool. So yeah, they'll, they they also have very large claws. So they'll use their claws, but their main weapon is their the are those have teeth. Large this venom thing. Yeah. So I was always taught in school because I went to school for animal behavior that there are only two species of lizards that had venom. This is also very, one of kind of my things that bothers me is the difference between something being venomous and poisonous. Yeah. So if it's venomous, right. it can be injected. If it's poisonous, it's secreted. Mm-hmm. So most frogs are, are poisonous. poisonous. I believe there is one species of venomous flag, frog in like Indonesia, which is weird as fuck. Yeah. But weird. for the majority of the time, it's going to be, frogs are going to be poisonous and snakes are going to be venomous. Mm-hmm. If you think of it like mm-hmm. that. So, I was always taught, because I remember bringing up in class, I thought that Komodo dragons were venomous. Right. And then my professor told me that it wasn't that they were venomous. It was that, that when if they attack something and they don't kill it right away, they bite it and they have so much bacteria in their mouth that the animal will die from a bacterial infection. Oh. So, they essentially will stalk the animal for days and the animal will die. So, that's what I thought. But then in doing my research, there are studies, it has been shown, they think that they have two venom glands in their bottom of their their jaw. Let's see, I specifically had, their saliva contains up to 60 different bacteria, seven of which are highly septic, but a 2013 study disputes this. So in one article I read that the bitten animal will die from the infection within a week. And then a 2009 study suggests venomous bites disputes the dying of the bacteria theory. So there, I mean, I probably could do more research to figure out what the conclusive answer is, but there's kind of a, a back and forth. But when in doubt, the animal who gets bitten that doesn't die right away is going to die from shock and blood loss no matter what. Right. So there is some dispute. It seems like now it's more towards the idea that the, it, they it are venomous, venomous
1: yeah, and
0: that the venom specifically, I wrote it down, typed it
1: down. Um, somewhere. Did I not? What the hell, Ashley? Well, while you're looking for that, I am also researching this, and one of these studies that you are referencing says that it is one of the most complex duct systems described in reptiles to date. Shit! So- That's probably why we're like, we don't really know. We know it's there. We don't really know, but it's a combination of bacteria and venom, and it's going to kill Kill you. Kill you. But yeah, oh, like yeah. I
0: said, when in doubt, they're gonna die from shock and blood loss. So, um, but um, I do know that the venom is particularly, or whatever, is secreted from these from these um, glands. Yes. Yes. Is an anticoagulant. So basically, you cannot clot. Blood cannot clot. So you will just keep bleeding.
1: <gasps>
0: Which is why it's How, so. What
1: a successful predator! Right. That is an apex the, predator. Like, if I've first ever of all, heard
0: one. I got knife teeth. And second of all, when I bite you, now you cannot clot. No matter what you can do, you
1: cannot stab those wounds over. Get away from me!
0: Yeah, man.
1: So to put this into perspective, um, oh there it is, I found it. Snakes typically have a single venom duct that leads to their fangs. Komodos have multiple ducts located between their teeth. That's that's gnarly. Mm.
0: But one really cool thing is that, so Komodo dragons will often fight each other, which is, you know, typical and pretty much like any species, but they're not affected by each other's bites. Like if another Komodo dragon gets bit by one. Yeah, they
1: are quite aggressive with each other, especially during mating season, I know. So
0: they do share meat, so even though they are quite ferocious, they're like, hey, buddy, want to come over for Thanksgiving dinner? But this was another thing. Mm Sometimes they consume human corpses, <gasps> digging up bodies from shallow graves, which after which I wrote just WHAT in all caps. And then I kept reading, and apparently people in areas that Komodo dragons live, live will put like piles of rocks on top of graves oh, to kind of deter them from my. eating, That's but they will deter them. dig up bodies Bo- and like, eat how- them. How-
1: <laughs> what? Like how long has this carcass been decomposing and this Komodo dragon is like, fuck yeah, yeah. baby! This is like take out. Okay, actually, I'm just gonna throw this out there. Go ahead. It has been a long time fear of mine that we're gonna run out of graveyard space on this planet because I there be are surprised. so many people. I think we just found our solution. Was freedom all the Komodo <laughs> freedom to Komodo Everyone Dragon. Feed them to Komodo Dragon. Everyone has their
0: family Komodo Dragon. That'd be a weird ass sci-fi novel, but I'm writing it.
1: Oh man. Um,
0: and now My last fact before I get kind of into their conservation status, which is parthogenesis. Did you know that female Komodo dragons can procreate without any males around? (laughs) So there are other species that have shown parthogenesis, but in this case, it was shown a couple times, I think there were like two specific examples of it happening in captivity where there hadn't been a male around for years, Mm -hmm. and this female laid eggs, and they came to fruition. So female dragons will lay eggs without a male present. Um, So they have a ZW, chromosomal sex determination system. So males are ZZ, and females are ZW. So females will lay haploid eggs. So they have half of the chromosomes. Yes, yes, yes. And then the chromosomes will double. Uh Uh-huh. So that means if a female does lay eggs through parthogenesis, mm-hmm. they can only have males. Mm-hmm. Because if they double, it's going to be the same. So the sex chromosome will be ZZ. Now, this is a very basic way of describing it because I am in no way a specialist. But yeah, so if they lay an egg, it's going, only going to have half of the chromosomes it needs. It's only mm-hmm. half the sex chromosomes. So if it doubles, it can only be the same thing. So it can only be ZZ. So if it ends up being a WW, that's not anything right, in, the, not in the Komodo down. dragon world, so that will fail to develop. So they only can have males through pathogenesis. And so one of the hypotheses of why this, can't, why this can happen huh. um, is because it... Please tell me it has something to do with Jurassic Park. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> it's because of, uh, in case they enter an isolated ecological niche, like an island. So this kind of leads, wow. I believe, to some incest, oh, but it's man. animals. So basically, they could have males, and then the mother then could, could reproduce with son, a son, which is you female. know. It, I
1: mean, a random mother can.
0: That's reproduce true. With if there's multiple females, son. they could have. But basically, that's again. This is just a hypothesis that so was this there, animal but it makes is sense. Creating
1: is is ensuring its own survival. And yeah. to quote Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. Life find will find a way. way. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! But yeah, so that's,
0: that's the theory is that basically, what? because I think it happened in two different cases with captive kimono dragons where there was no male around and the female reproduced because, gotta I do mean, it, I'm I mean, isolated. But they think because they're island, they <sighs> live, i are isolated on islands, that that might be why.
1: What an um,
0: incredible evolution. Right? These animals. Wow. Can you see why i was so excited? Yes. Yes. But um, so in terms of conservation, they are IUCN listed as vulnerable. Yeah. Primary cause are human activities. So we've got again, habitat loss. There is illegal poaching of them, tourism, um, and also loss of prey due to poaching. Yeah. However, they are protected under Indonesian law, mm-hmm. and right. the Komodo National Park is named after them. It um, is. it was made. It was a. Uh, Created in 1980. I almost went Um, Uh, They are CITES Appendix 1 listed. So again, CITES is our convention of international trade in endangered species. So the commercial trade of skins or specimens of Komodo dragons is illegal. Good. In 2015 was their latest. the latest population I could find, and their population number was 3,014. And I believe that was a decline from the previous Mm -hmm. years. But, I mean, they're around... They're really cool. I mean, there's definitely conservation steer going on. The fuck clear of them. In the oh wild. yeah, I had. I remember on Wikipedia there was a whole list of like human deaths because. I'm not
1: surprised. They're so incredible.
0: And you're not gonna. You're you not gonna. What an
1: impressive species. Like
0: we said, we're not exactly sure how large a human male is, but a komodo dragon could probably take you yeah. down. Yeah. You you do not have the defense for, your yeah. for ten serrated knives and venom possible venom glands. But, yeah, so that is uh, the Komodo dragon. That's awesome. That was a great species. Oh. I just, I was, like, reading, and I was, like, I knew this whole, like, is it venom? Is it bacteria? Yeah. And then there was, like, more of a debate, and then there were cannibalism, and then there was parthogenesis, and I was just, like.
1: That, that does
0: it for me. There were less, yeah, and right? So, so many cool. twists and turns. I love
1: it. Reptiles are really cool. They're underappreciated. Yeah, because they're just not cute and cuddly and furry, but, like. Yeah. That doesn't make them any less impressive and, and awesome. And awesome, yeah. Right? Just because you can't cuddle it doesn't mean it's awesome. Yeah, I
0: know.
1: All right, are we
0: ready for our mermaids purse? Yeah. Can you do it this yeah, time? I'm because doing I, it. I'm doing it. I've messed it up in the past.
1: Aww. What is it? What is it? The okapi. <gasps>
0: oh, I love them. They're
1: oh, so adorable. Oh
0: my oh, goodness. Oh,
1: See, so it was funny cute. that we were just talking about cute and cuddly, and my we like,
0: like, oh, how goodness, it's so cute. Um. So the okapi, or is that is that how it's pronounced? Or is that's it, how I okay pronounce it. I've heard okapi and then I've heard of okapi. Oh, maybe that's correct. But I feel like okapi is better, so we'll go with that. Take but it away. They
1: are. I believe they're relat rel- They're a relative of the giraffe.
0: <laughs> I couldn't say related. Uh, I know. <laughs> um, but the best part is that like their front end and their back end are different. So they look like they have the
1: butt of a zebra. <laughs> No, they're just the butt of a zebra, the front of a horse slash giraffe. Yeah, yeah, and they're found in forested areas mm. in Africa. You may have seen them in in a zoo. They're rarely there, but sometimes they are because they are very charismatic. Just so cute. They've got these big bushy ears. Mm. Um. So yeah. Anyway, they're, they're brown with the butt of a zebra. Um. Specifically found in the northeast. Parts of the Democratic Republic of the Congo and Central Africa. But they're great because they're one of those
0: species that looks looks like you just took other well-known species and was like... I'm gonna make a new species, but I'm not gonna try that hard. It's like
1: a, a species slot machine. <laughs> yeah, they're like, what are we gonna get? Head of a giraffe, butt of a zebra, Thank middle you. of a horse. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. But they're super cute. They really are, oh though. My God. Um, they're not huge, but they do have that longer neck, kind of like a giraffe. Yeah. So that's, um, they're just in solid color, but. Oh, they're also brown. They look like they're like chocolate colored. I'm they yeah, like actually brown. Yeah. Whereas I think few animals in Africa are actually yeah brown. They're usually colored. like tan or like yeah to blend in with the Serengeti. Yeah, you know they blend in. But no, these guys are so cute, and they are just a collection of these their scientific together. name is um okapia johnstoni ooh so i guess somebody named johnston found it yeah, probably
0: guys. oh it says their ears are flexible oh i love it when you, um. when they like ears act as satellites and they're like bloop, 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 bloop. if what you can't I see it, you what can't see it, but my hands are moving like
1: Years would. They are unfortunately endangered, though. These are just really super cool animals. Oh my god. What a good mermaid's purse. They're a cute animal.
0: Oh my gosh, we got a little bit of everything. Oh, copy. We got a bat, we got a reptile, we got
1: a mishmash at the end. <laughs> we got a mishmash, you know. Ah, uh, what a good episode. Well, just a reminder, everybody, though we are animal enthusiasts, we are not scientists, so please don't cite us in your academic papers or your homework. You hear that? <laughs> You hear that, Tommy, in the 11th grade? Uh, do Tommy's your research. Tommy's freaking out right now. Good. Good. But Tommy's listening to podcasts, so I think that's that's a plus. You did, you did good, Tommy. All right. We just want you to get excited about animals like we are. So get excited, do your research, learn about what's in your backyard or what's across the world. Thank you for joining us on this episode, and be sure to tune in next time when we learn about new animals, their biology and their habitat, the threats they face, and what people are doing about it. See you guys. Bye. Bye.